Um, what the heck was that game we just watched between the Dodgers and the Rays? I don't know. All I do know is we got Ulysses Sombrano from Locked On Rays to do a Locked On MLB Locked On Rays crossover. Let's start it up. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody, and hello, baseball fans, and welcome to a Locked On MLB, Locked On Rays crossover episode being recorded and dropped here on Sunday, the 28th day of May, 2023. It is a special Sunday episode because we had a special game that was going on that we could not have go by without a comment. Hey, uh, I am the host of Locked On MLB. My name is Sully. And joining me on the screen is the, well, why don't you tell everyone? You're, you're cable. It's a crossover. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Sully. I'm Ulysses Sombrano, co-host of the Locked on Race podcast. And it is a tremendous time always to be with you, Sully. So thank you for the invite. Well, look at the Rays are looking like a championship team. And a championship team is about every player being a perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available for U.S. customers. Sorry, Blue Jay fans. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, um, yeah, this is a... a Rare Sunday drop, but you know it's it's Memorial Day weekend, and what we saw unfold today, or I actually heard it. I, I took my dog to the dog park, and uh, my dog is now exhausted because <laughs> I wasn't going to leave the dog park till that craziness was over. Wow! It just ended this what about uh, about maybe half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited about this series. Dodgers Rays, yeah. you know, potential World Series matchup uh, going on there. Uh, if this is what the World Series is going to look like, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> this is this is this was banana boats. Uh, the final score was eleven to ten. Yeah, this game would have been crazy if it was played on an Xbox with cheat codes. It, it um, felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, all right, tell me your thoughts because I mean I'm watching it. I'm listening to it with my dog as kind of a. Uh, as a neutral observer, yeah. As a Rays fan, I mean, you score eleven runs against the Dodgers. You assume that you're cruising to a victory. Well, it's just like you draw it up. You you score eleven runs. You only let in ten, and then you win. That's the race baseball. Uh, no, but it was it, it was tremendous, man. Uh, this this whole homestand uh, was a test for for the Rays. You know, you first start with Mo- the Milwaukee Brewers, who were first in their division at the time, and you you win two out of three. Then you get the Toronto Blue Jays, who everybody just cannot help themselves but just sing praises of a team that's not done anything for the last three years, but they get so much love and without any results whatsoever. Maybe you, Sully. Maybe you. I'm I'm guilty. Guilty. Okay. And they haven't done anything. They haven't done anything but get swept in the 2020 playoffs and get swept at home in the 2022 playoffs. But they take three out of four. Uh, from the Toronto Blue Jays, and then come the big bad, uh, big bad LA Dodgers, who, of course, it's a uh, 2020 World Series re- uh, uh, rematch. Um, and the Rays take the first one handily, nine to three. They lose the one, a uh, one run game yesterday on, on Saturday, 
And then this one was just a boxing match. It was just a bloodbath. Yes. Who can take the, the, the most punches? And at the end, it was like, okay, whose bullpen can just hold a zero for just a little bit? And, and you know, for anyone who wasn't watching the game, and it was the Peacock breakfast game. So it was here in Los Angeles. It started at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Dodgers took the, the, the Dodgers took a 3-1 lead. And then Siri hit the triple. Mm-hmm. And then it was just hit after hit. I mean, I have the scoring thing here. And suddenly he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Franco got that hit. Then Paredes, who uh, – Paredes is in every highlight reel. I mean, like, I don't understand why his sl- – I thought his slash line was going to be 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 based upon the highlight reels because he's always in there. Yeah. Um, and and then um, you then Paredes got the double, and then he homered later. Mm-hmm. And then it just got to the point when – so it was like it was 10 to – 10 to 7 or 10 to 8 at one point. Mm-hmm. And they an interesting thing because it was the sort of thing that you would you would potentially second guess as it was happening, but for some reason I kind of nodded at Kevin Cash and go like kind of like uh the Donald Pleasance at the end of Halloween when he sees that Michael Myers is gone, that little nod of hmm, right. which was Fleming, who had a, a, I can prove in a court of law, had a bad game. You know, he allowed eight runs in six innings. Yeah. He let up 15 base runners, and yet he pitched six innings. Now, granted, they left him in there till he got up the, the game-tying home run to, was it Trace Thompson or J.D. Martinez? Forgive me. Pick one, pick I, I kind of lost track after pick a while. Name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but but then um, the thing I found interesting was that Okay, he let him in. You, ostensibly, he let him in too long. But then you say, wait, this was an 11 to 10 game, mm-hmm. and the Rays only used three pitchers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a parade of relievers. Yeah. And apparently, Fairbanks like hurt himself warming up in the bullpen. And they said, okay, you know, the, I was listening to the Dodger announcers saying, like, okay, uh, Hayward is coming up. So obviously, they're going to bring in a left there. I said, no, they left Adam in. Trust your pitchers. They got six innings out of Fleming, a bad six innings. But sometimes you got to be able to say, "Hey, we can't have our bullpen throw seven innings a game." Yeah, and and eventually Adam facing Jason Hayward, they're like, "We'll, we'll pitch to him." Yeah, and no. then he gets the you know, he gets a pretty easy final inning for yeah. the save. And so I actually admired Cash for saying, "I don't care if Fleming's getting his his lunch handed to him." He was. It's yeah. you know we're handing their lunch back to them, so. Even if it's a, t- you know, if you if you went in saying like, okay, if you went into this game, I, I'm I'm promising I'm filibustering here, but if you went into this game saying Fleming was going to give you six innings and it would be tied going into the seventh, and I would ask every Rays fan, would you take that? Yeah. Every single Rays fan would say yes. So in a way, that's exactly what happened. Yes, and and look, let's 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 peel back the the onion a, a little bit to to understand this decision. So. The Rays come in with arguably the best starting five, right, uh, on paper, which everything is on paper until the games are played, right? So you, you've got, before spring training, Glass now, Rasmussen, McClanahan, Springs, and then the biggest free agent signing they've ever done in Zach Eflin. I mean, you look that top five, and I'll put that top five with anybody, against right? Anyone, against anyone. 
you lose glass now bef uh, before spring training gets gets started. Uh, you lose Springs, who was pitching like a Cy Young, you for the whole year. And Tommy John, you lose Drew Rasmussen, who again was pitching like a Cy Young guy, uh, who you might get if you're lucky back in September, but you might not get him back. Uh, Zach Eflin goes on the IL um, for for back uh, issues. And so now you have to kind of be like, okay, Tash Bradley, I know you're 22, but can you give us some some spots here? Mm -hmm. Johnny Chirinos, I know you just came back from Tommy John last year, but can you do something for us? Uh, Josh Fleming, hey dude, can you can you be a bulk guy for us? Like, so they've been kind of been really um, set back by these injuries in the starting a rotation, which has then leaked into how effective the bullpen is because if you're if your starters are not all healthy then you might be starting to get a lot more help and a lot more pitches being thrown by the by the relief core and usually the bullpen is one of the biggest strengths that the race have uh historically but ever since that I, and, I, and i went deep because as a race fan when the bullpen isn't working it's very obvious because it always works. So when it's not working, you're like, okay, I can't talk crap about the race hitting. It's the best offense yeah, in the unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. Base running, my goodness, they're running wild with effectiveness too. So you can't but, talk about the base running. By the way, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter at Sully yeah. Baseball. At one point, I I tweeted out today, retweet if you've stolen a base against the Dodgers today. Because <laughs> it seemed like they yeah. could, they were just stealing at will. Yeah. I mean, it, and and it put the it put the Dodgers. On the, like the Dodgers were playing really. These are the Dodgers, for goodness sakes. We're yeah. probably going to win a hundred games. Probably going to you know be as good a shot to win the pennant as anyone. And they were on their heels the whole game, and the Rays were just taking advantage of it. Like we'll just take another base. We'll just take another base. And and it, and, and not playing smart, not getting to the base fast enough, not holding anyone on. No, and and and, and Dodgers uh, have been having that problem. For the whole season, it's not yeah. so. So the Rays knew that coming in, and they said like we can exploit that. So you can't talk badly about the race offense. You can't talk badly about the base running. The defense is impeccable. Today there were a, a couple mistakes there by Jose Siri, uh, but overall yeah, there were some also some great catches and great plays. Yes, too. yes, I mean, there yes. were. Yeah, um, but then it falls down into the the bullpen. And so when I looked back, ever since they played that last game in Chicago against the White Sox. Mm -hmm. There, uh, there was well, a whole for those who don't remember. That was the one where the White Sox scored like seven runs with two outs, and it ended with the Andrew Vaughn home run. Yes, thank you very much. That's exactly that game. Ever since that game, Sully, the bullpen ranks last in F four, ranks mm -hmm. last in K per nine, ranks last in home runs per nine, last in WHIP, last in FIP. It's not a good time for last <laughs> in blip, last in zip, <laughs> and everything, last in glip. So, so the point is, is that this is the flaw right now. And so this is why, to go back to the original point, this is why Josh Fleming needed to get through six innings. Well, look at This is going to actually lead us seamlessly into segment number two. But it does seem like the Rays bullpen needs a little boost of energy. And if they need one, may I recommend Built Bars? Because... If you need to have that energy, but you don't want all the sugar, you don't want all the calories, Built's the way to go. And you know, Ulysses, Built Bars are fantastic. They taste great. They're healthy for you. And you are you're you eat one and you think, oh, this can't possibly be good for me. That's where you're wrong. Now, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in great flavors. 
churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. My favorite is the raspberry. I love the raspberry and the chocolate. It tastes, it's fantastic. Oh, again, I don't know how Bill does it. Despite what everyone thinks, I am not a scientist. I am not in the lab making them. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. You like advanced stats? Well, guess what? They have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. They lead the league in W-A-P-B. WAP-P. Wins above protein bar. Okay, I couldn't figure out a name right there. That was pretty good. Uh, that, was, that was not bad. Uh, Woods against replacement bar. Urgh, yeah. I think I, I screwed that one up. Um, look, it, you don't need to wait to get your box. When you used to have them delivered, I still get them delivered. I look out the window. My dog and I looking out, waiting for the mailman to show up. Uh, for years, that's how we did it. But now, go to your local Walmart. Go to your local Sam's Club. Get your specialty flavors at Built.com. Go to your Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy. said, I demand Built Bars. I said, they're right over there, sir. No need to make a fuss. Get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff, which was my wrestling name, by the way. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can pick up a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter, churro puff. You can thank me later. Oh, we love our Built Bars. And every day we sing that song, Built Bars, they're still good. We're here with Ulysses Sombrano of Locked On Rays. Now, this is our second segment. Okay, the the the, the Rays just won a game that could only be quantified as cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes. Um, but you're right. This was, a, this was a gauntlet situation for the Rays to show, okay, are we – did we go on this amazing start? You know, when you see sometimes teams get off to a fantastic start and then they wound up, you know, stubbing their toe at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, they faced first place Milwaukee and first place Los Angeles, and yeah. they only dropped two games. And, and and they played off of the weaknesses of those teams. Now, we're going into the second third of the season. The first third is basically opening day to Memorial Day. Yeah. Great. You can't ask for – they're on pace to win 114 games. They're playing over 700 ball. They have 10-game leads over teams. I mean, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better first third if you had a genie, just in terms of the binary wins and losses. But like you said, as you go into the second third of the season, this is really the critical third, which is building on the momentum but also – Filling in the gaps. This is when you the, the second third of the season is basically Memorial Day to the trade deadline. The yeah. first third you figure out what you what you are and what the problems are. The second third you try to solve those problems, and the last third is all right. We're we're taking this port home. So between now and the trade deadline, let's start to think. You you were mentioning the fact that after the meltdown against Andrew Vaughn in Chicago, that their bullpen has not been as strong. Mm-hmm. And obviously they could use an innings eating pitcher because a strong rotation helps you from having a weak bullpen. Right. What do you think they need to do? And can they find any of their reinforcements from within before eventually going out to make trades? Yeah, well that 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 that's a great question. Uh look, if you look at the rotation right now, it it just got a a, a very good boost with Tyler Glass now. Getting back, which reminds me of Bill. Oh, we already did the read. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. So, so look at the rotation now. You, now you have uh, Shane McClanahan, 
Tyler mm-hmm. Glass now, Zach Eflin. That's a really good three to to give you length. Uh, provided fact, they stay healthy. Provided they stay healthy. Provided they stay healthy. So those three guys, okay, you feel good about it. Now, number four and number five spots. Num- the number four goes to Tash Bradley, the, the young phenom, 22 years old. Let's see if he can continue his his nice start to his major league career. Again, there will be bumps in the, on the road because 22-year-olds have bumps in the road when, when they're in MLB. The fifth spot, now you can kind of play matchups. Josh Fleming, Johnny Chirinos, that's in-house, triple-A kind of depth. Can they go out there and 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 find a, a, a guy that's not too expensive that can give them some innings? I, I wouldn't doubt it. However, if the Drew Rasmussen's of the world do come back late August and September. Is that really needed for you? I, in in my opinion, I, I think the Rays should really look into middle leverage um, uh, bullpen guys mm-hmm. that can give you that fifth, sixth, seventh inning that you need when the starter doesn't give you a lot of uh, kind of like a Jalen Beeks type. Can you right. get, can you face six hit, six hitters, six batters, and 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 get those outs? A high leverage arm is going to be very costly, like especially, you know, the Hendricks of the world. Like that's that's very, very uh, that's a very priced possession. However, if there is a team that can find a hidden gem in a bullpen that nobody's talking about, that is the Tampa Bay race. Uh, uh, do you remember that trade in 2019 when they got Nick Anderson? From yeah. the Miami Marlins, nobody yeah. remembered Nick Anderson as the Marlin, yeah. and then he no. just became the best closer in baseball for the next two years. Yeah. Um, and he he only cost uh, Jesus Sanchez. And by the way, they got another piece in Trevor Richards, who's still with the with the Blue Jays. So the point is, you don't have to trade your top position players like Curtis Mead or Kyle Manzardo to get uh, a big name closer, an Alexis Diaz or a Liam Hendricks. You don't have to do that. The Rays are very good. At, at, at finding those guys that nobody's talking about, Lucas Sims from the Cincinnati Reds, um, and and pinpoint those guys from somebody who's not that expensive in the prospect world, a Vidal Bruhan, a Jonathan Aranda, and then make that swap and, and hopefully get some some depth that way. Yeah, I mean, the Rays are so many times like a zombie movie where you think that they're, oh, now they're down and then someone else comes up. But you're right, the Rays have a, have a knack for and and I think this may have to do with their scouting department, may have to do with their analytics. I don't know what it is, but to sort of see that guy on someone else's team who's being underutilized mm-hmm. and say, if we get this guy for you know for a uh, a bag of junior mints and make this one adjustment, you're not yeah. asking him to be the second coming of Mariano Rivera. You're not asking him to be the second coming of Roy Holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just asking him to be hey. You fill this specific role, and in a way, it almost reminds. This is going to sound weird, but it almost reminds me of what Phil Jackson used to do with the Bulls, mm. which was, you, "You, we have our star. Don't worry. Your job is this. You mm-hmm. focus on that. That is your job. Yeah. And we don't need doing anything other than that. You were making when you were describing what they need. You're right. They don't need to blow up their their farm system and yes i'm probably dylan cease or some other people are going to be available sure and the and you know a team like the white Sox are going to ask for a lot if they're going to trade away you know lucas giolito or dylan cease or someone or um Kopech or whoever it is they'll probably trade away and the rays are now nah, we don't need that there's a guy on the brewers that no one's noticing and, and, and through the rays look the 
if I ask you to to name the DNA for the race since 2008 when they turned it all around, it's pitching and defense. That's right. been the, the the whole thing. And everybody's like, oh, they never score runs. They never score runs. 2021, best offense in franchise history mm-hmm. and in the league. It was it was ridiculous at 2021 lineup. Then 2023, you've seen how they are basically number one in every category. It's it's been insane. But that's that, those two years have been the outliers, right? So mm-hmm. you can't trade a Kyle Manzardo who is killing it in AAA. You can't just trade a Curtis Mead who could have that gives you, uh, you know, images, uh, flashbacks of Evan Longoria's stance when he was a young rookie. You know, you you can't just trade away those bats because usually you don't have those price possessions. And just for a rental for a Lucas Giolito that's going to pitch for for you what. 40 innings, you can't really do that. So right. I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's where the Rays are going, the front office is. What can we inject in that bullpen, either be it high leverage or middle inning guys that don't cost so much that we can turn them in, into high leverage arms? And also, I think what happens sometimes is you know, like they, there's, I think, and again, I despite rumors, I've never been a major leaguer, but there must be something to being on a team that's going nowhere to suddenly on a team that's playing for something mm-hmm. and to have someone say to you, we believe in you. If you make this one adjustment, yes, you could contribute. You have your role on the team. And I think that's, that's kind of the key and kind of what you're saying that they don't need they're They're still going to have this incredibly rich and abundant farm system. Yeah. And they are going to pick, they are going to pick someone's pocket, but I'm now going to do, okay. Um, we're going to play a role game. I'm going okay. to be playing. You're going to be playing. What's the, the, the Rays general manager? Uh, Peter Bendix. Okay. You're Peter Bendix. I'll play the role of any other uh, GM. Okay. okay. We're going to play a little game. Okay. And we're, we're going to ring. And like your, your line, I'll, I'll say okay. hello. And your line is, hi, we'd like to trade for one of your pitchers. Okay. okay. I'm going to hey, show you hey. what every other GM should do. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, this is Peter Bendix. I just want to talk to you about a pitcher you might have there. Oh man! What's we got to hang up again? It happened. Hang, again. Look, it happened. Hang up. It, hang up. Matt They're trying Hester. to fleece you. JT Shagwa. When they came from from the Mariners and the Giants, they were both having not so not so great seasons. They came and they both said the same thing. It's a different atmosphere in the clubhouse, knowing that first of all you're playing for something, and second of all, the, when they tell you, "Hey, that slider, we like that slider." Throw in 90% of the time, and you're going to get the results that we need. And then you do, and then the results follow along. They don't – dude, they've got Lewis Head, a dude that was uh, selling solar panels, and he threw 35 innings for a 2-3-4 ERA. Like, they can do whatever the heck they want with pitching. So, again, you don't have to blow it up. You just need to get those hidden gems that are that are littered all over uh, MLB – and, and hopefully they get a, a couple. Look, for example, Jake Diekman, a guy that has terrific stuff, just has had a lot of command issues in, in, in his playing time. And with the, the Red Sox, the White Sox, I think he was with the Phillies in the beginning. Um, he just never had that the, the, the walks under control. He's coming to the Rays, and he's looking really good. There's something about that Rays pitching lab that they know what to say to the player, and they can put him, like you were saying, and Phil Jackson there, um, in the best position to succeed. Confidence in the pitcher. They feel confident. They have a clear role. So they're like, okay, if I do this, I have a job. Instruction. What am I doing wrong? You're doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. Those three things, 
And the Rays have a knack for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 hopefully they 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 again they just need a cup. They don't need a lot. If you look at the base running, the defense, the 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 rotation, the the hitters, everything's working just fine. I and mean, they've got like five dudes that have a 900 OPS plus like and plus uh, uh, over a 900 OPS. There you go. Over a 900 OPS. I mean, they they've got three legitimate 2020 guys in Josh Lowe, Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco. It's 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 silly. I mean, it, what they're doing and they have three guys that could get MVP votes in Randy Rosarena, Yandy Diaz and Wander Franco. And Isaac Paredes is in every other highlight reel. <laughs> exactly. So and and even Taylor Walls, a guy that had a 65 WRC plus last year or or to put it more in, in colloquial baseball uh, traditional stats, Stop. he had a 160 average. This is a guy that you were like, "Oh man, he's batting again." Dude was just voted last last month as an M- MLB All Team uh, player at third base. The guy has just exploded onto the scene offensively. So everything is going right. You just need to put in a couple more arms in that bullpen, and then you can see them even take off more than they have. We're here with doing a crossover of locked on MLB, locked on Rays. I find it interesting. You have the two teams who everyone moans about their stadium, need them to get a new stadium and everything like that. Um, Oakland and Tampa Bay, two teams that were both playoff teams at the beginning of this decade. Uh, Let's just say they're having very different seasons right now. Uh, The A's may not win 40. There's a, there, I mean, like there, I don't see them winning 50. I mean, they're on pace to have the worst season since before the formation of the American League. That's that's unreal, man. And I'm very sad about that because I I I'm I spend a lot of time up north. I love going to A's games, and the A's fans who show up are off the charts passionate. Mm -hmm. Um, Likewise, the Rays play in the much maligned Tropicana Field. Yeah, uh, their fans never get the credit for being as devoted because people uh, equate attendance size with passion of the fans. Rays fans are some of the best fans in the world who they go crazy about their team and they keep hearing all the insults about themselves and say, effort, we're still showing up. These Rays are on pace to win 100, certainly 110 games or something like that. I think yeah. right now they're on pace to win 115. I think they'll probably slow down from that. I think you'd probably be happy with a triple digit win total. <laughs> um, but there's still, I, I personally, obviously we know the A's are going to move to Las Vegas. I personally think the Rays should stay in Tampa Bay. I think they've never got a shot. I think they need to have a stadium downtown, uh, but they definitely got to stay in Florida. I think this team can work. Um, I What is going on? The, there have been kind of weird news here and there. I hear Orlando popping up. I hear downtown. What is the scuttlebutt and has the talk of them moving settled, you know, faded away and more into discussing what part of central Florida they're going to call home? Let's 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 clear some of the of the noise from 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 the Please. big media. Orlando is not happening. Orlando okay. definitely not happening. Now it's basically between two places: either Ybor City, downtown Tampa, mm-hmm. or 
downtown St. Pete, which is where the Tropicana, uh, Tropicana Field is currently. Now, the problem with Tropicana Field is that there's nothing around the stadium. There's not a lot of restaurants. There's not a lot of walking uh, areas. There's not, you know, a lot of uh, transportation. It was built in the 80s. And it, was it was built, built in, in the 80s before Camden Yards showed us what to do. Exactly. It, 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 the Tampa Bay Lightning played games there. The Ice Palace. So, yeah. um, it, it called it really, Thunderdome, right? When they were yeah. playing there initially, right? Exactly. So, so it's it's it it, it like you said it, it's never been given a, a real option to succeed. Now it does look like the Rays will be staying in that location, most likely in in downtown uh, St. Pete, because of you know the money that uh, Stu Sternberg is going to be getting from the city and from the parcel of land, the eighty six acres uh, to to redevelop is just too good to pass up. When in Tampa, in Hillsborough County, there's not a lot of public funds. To fund a stadium and obviously if you're a business owner and there's a, t- a city that's telling you hey here's 400 million dollars and the other one's telling you hey here's 100 million dollars you're probably going to pick the one that's giving you 400 mil so and again those numbers are arbitrary but the point it, given is that it's probably going to be in that same location in in saint petersburg and they're trying to kind of build what atlanta the atlanta braves did like a battery type yeah. of thing where you can actually just go there even if there are no games, and still have a good time and, and feel that that race nation so, race fandom live there. So, like when you say the same place, do you mean like building it like in the parking lot next yes. to? Okay, yeah. you know what? Uh, my initial reaction, because again, I'm, I'm the reason I'm asking you about this is because I want to cut through all the noise. Yeah, I want to hear some of the things. There is an example of of a stadium where there wasn't a lot around it to yep. suddenly there's a lot of stuff around it is anaheim mm-hmm. if you look at when the the angels first moved to what was then called anaheim stadium i think it's called angel stadium stadiums yeah. change sometimes in mid-inning <laughs> and um uh they i just wish they would go back to being called the california angels but what do i know <laughs> um that area when you when you see when they first built it was just a, a sea of concrete Yep. With a with a stadium right in the middle of it. You go down there now and it's right across. I mean, Disneyland is across the five from it. Mm-hmm. All right. But you see they've built a lot of condos. They've built a lot of uh, like there's like restaurants. And and you also have the uh, the Honda Center where the Ducks play and, uh, you know, other events are. And there's a big theater that's there now. It's so when you actually when you yeah. go there now. It feels like okay. There's, there's, there, and there, there is a big walk up there. Yeah. And the, by the way, the Angels draw very well. The Angels are a very popular team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they haven't at they, they haven't added the wins to having the two players forged from Mount Olympus and handed to them. Yeah. But the, they do, they do draw very well there. And if the, if the, you know, I've been seeing one hundred fifty thousand artist renderings. Of here's this in downtown Tampa. Here's this. Mm-hmm. There's that one stain that looked like Jabba the Hutt sail barge from Return of the Jedi. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it, it just it feels kind of strange because I've been hearing for literally decades that the problem is the stadium's in the wrong place. Oh, and that's it. I mean, when you look at the at the radius of population in all 30 stadiums. Tropicana Field is the last. It's, it's the 30th yeah. in radius uh, um, of population. Because why? Because Dolphins can't go into a stadium. They they, they yet can't physically, the Dolphins can't, can't get out of the water and, and, and be a paying customer. But they we're can't working do that. on that. 
we're working on it slowly. But and then also 30 minute drive again, it's also dead last. So if this is the the um the short but brief and yet brief um concise way of 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 saying what I'm about to put down on the stadium. You want more people? You want more attendance? You got to go to Tampa, Ybor City. That's what what it's going to be. But there's not a lot of public funds, so then public funds would have to 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 help that uh, situation. You want uh, public funds that are readily available to to be spent, but have the same location issue. Then you stay in St. Pete. That's that's the that's the issue right now. So I'll what tell you, is are going to do? Pick I'll, I'll tell you my I have it. I mean, I personally have an issue of public funds being used on a stadium. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that if it's such a great investment, why why isn't it privately funded? Exactly. You know, and and so my and again, if I'm proven wrong, I'm proven wrong. And there was rumblings about the Angels moving from Anaheim to I mean, they were definitely going to stay in Southern California, but mm-hmm. there was talk: should they go to Long Beach? Should they go some other place? Um, and, and that a lot of that was rumbling when they had changed their name from anaheim to los angeles like they were trying to are you trying to remove yourself and by the way if you just change it to california you can move anywhere in the state you could go you could go all the way up to practically the border of oregon or you go almost to tijuana that gives you you could go to lake tahoe if you want it's california that gives you a lot of wiggle room yeah um but again if i'm proven wrong i'm proven wrong about this i just am worried that grabbing the public funds which is something i'm not a big fan of anyway and then sticking them in roughly the same place. Yep. Um, I don't want to see what happened. It, you know, here's the great irony: that stadium was built to lure the White Sox uh-huh. in the in the 80s. Yep. And the White Sox instead built next to Comiskey mm-hmm. what be what is now I don't know what it's called guaranteed, guaranteed rate, rate. I guaranteed think. rate. Yeah. What they should have done was they should have built a park downtown Chicago, and right. which they didn't. And they've they've had issues with their attendance. You know, if in two thousand five when they're when they're great, yeah, they draw really well. Yeah, but they they've not been the big draw that they could have been. This year they all- have had the worst turnover in fan attendance uh, per year. Uh, the the yeah. Chicago White Sox. It, it, it's been unreal. Look, downtown Tampa, downtown like in Ebor City, it would just be it would revitalize. Um, well, that, I, the I mean, part of There's me is like the, put it there. Exactly. There's more people there, but again. These business owners, they 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 know it. And again, the same the pro Saint Pete people, um, they do say uh, not only that uh, about the funds, but that because you will be building around like a battery type of 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 mm-hmm. um, of situation, that will get more people to go, and also that there's not a lot of land in downtown Tampa in Ebor City to actually get as much as 86 acres, which they do have at the trop site. Well, whatever it is, I hope it works. I hope so I hope too. It works. I, I hope, hope it works. Too. I don't want us to be back in 10 years when we're still the hosts of these podcasts talking <laughs> about, well, you know what? They just, it's the same problem. Well, yeah. it's not a problem doing a crossover with you, Luis Sembrano. Um, by the way, th- thanks everyone for making us your first listen. And if you're a Rays fan, check out the games. Where, where can you hear them? Oh, you can hear him at Sirius XM. That's right. And yeah. you could follow this. You can follow Locked On MLB at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Our goal is by the end of the year to have one 
billion subscriptions. We're several hundred million short. Yes, but, just a bit. Yeah, but we're, we're giving a push. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses, where can they follow you? They can follow me at Sombrano Ulysses on Twitter. They can follow the show at Locked On Race. And please, like Sully said, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We actually just crossed three weeks ago the 1,000 subscriber line. So we are very proud of, of that. So hopefully you uh, join us on this historic Tampa Bay race season. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun on this Memorial Day weekend emergency Sunday drop. That's Ulysses Sombrano. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, please call me Sully.